Hey, girlfriends, this is Ronnie Ann Ryan, Love and Magical Life Coach, and you are listening to the Past Life Travelogue. Allow me to be your tour guide through time. As we talk about past lives, the Akashic Records, soul contracts, reincarnation, healing, and more on 360 Talk Radio for Women. As a love and magical life coach, I help women find lasting love or live an empowered life by offering past life readings, magical life coaching, and love coaching. You can learn more about my offerings at nevertoolate.biz. That's N-E-V-E-R-T-O-O-L-A-T-E dot B as in boy, I-Z. Nevertoolate.biz. And now, on with the show. Just want to give you a little background about the reading that's going to air in today's show. Before I play the session, so first off, Lori is an entrepreneur from the West Coast, and she had some really good questions. So the session went long, so I ended up splitting it into two pieces, and the second half will air next week. For this week, Lori's questions were... First of all, she says she has struggles in her romantic relationships. So we talked about why it is that she has to work so hard at relationships and discovered she had an issue about not being good enough that harkened back to many, many lives ago and over a thousand years ago. I take her through a whole process to help her release that leftover emotional baggage that she no longer needs, it no longer serves her, and we took her through a healing process. And then the other piece was she has some anxiety and fear of water, especially open water like the ocean. And she always has been carefully watching over her children. She's curious about that anxiety and that goes way back in time as well. And some other really interesting and exciting information. So I just wanted to give you a little bit of background before you start listening, and then know you'll hear the second half of her reading next week. Okay, enjoy. Hi, Lori. Welcome to the Past Life Travelogue Show. Hi, Ronnie. Thanks for having me. Today, I know you have a couple of questions, and we'll see how many we can get to. So why don't you start with the first, and we'll see where we go. Sure. You know, I always kind of think, does it have something to do with a past life? That kind of makes me stuck where I am now, and... My biggest thing, obviously, is probably for a lot of people is relationships. I, you know, wonder about my relationship patterns and maybe I'm supposed to be alone, but that's okay. And that's okay as well. Maybe I just need to accept it. But yeah, relationships, I struggle. Romantic relationships. Yeah. <laughs> to be clear. <laughs> yeah, I was catching on. All right. Let's see if anything comes up. Sometimes you have to be a little bit more specific, but we'll see. What comes so do you do you leave or do they leave? Um well both. I think both. especially in, in my my younger days, both. But okay. uh I definitely am always chasing after something that's not meant to be. It's ah. the, the the square peg in the round hole, and I'm always trying to make it fit. Gotcha. All right, very and good. And as you get older, you kind of accept that and move on quicker, you know. But when you're younger, yeah, you, you try to make it work. <laughs> Yes, I totally understand what you're saying. And of course, being a love and dating coach, I get that on many levels. I understand, you know, and so let me focus now for a minute and let's see what I tune into. And then I'll come back and tell you what I get. 
And if you want to tune in as well, you never know what you might get for yourself in the process. So sure, I'll think about those relationships. Huh? Yeah. So sometimes it, you know, I already said the prayer before we started, but sometimes what happens is I get some, a piece of information and I'm not getting a life yet. I'm getting more of a situation thing. So a lot of times I just start wherever I start and that creates more flow for the information and the energy. So the first thing I heard was that somewhere along the line, you got this idea that because of who you are or what you did or what makes up your personality or your family even, that you have to try harder. You have to try harder than other people to make things work. So you're all, so you put in extra effort or whatever, because for some reason, there's this idea that I don't know, it might be a family connection. And we're going to go back in and see that you're somehow not good enough. And it's not the typical not good enough that so many of us suffer from on a regular basis, but there's something deeper having to do with your family. So let me just look further. You came from a family that had, hopefully this will become clear, but you came from a family that had done something uh, very wrong. They overstepped their bounds. It was political and it's very old. It's, it feels ancient, like the year 1000 or 1100 or something like that. And you were, and what happened was, so I'm going to say there's, it feels like a level of royalty. And so there was some, you were a faction having to do with the upper level of society where you overstepped your bounds in that you were doing that political, not you, but your family, maybe it was your father, was doing some kind of political something or another, and it didn't happen as he intended. So always like he was trying to maneuver something or have a coup, or I don't know what it was, but he was not successful. And then your family, your whole family paid the price because he got stripped of his lands and his nobility and everything else. And as a result, you were now from like an outcast family because, you know, you had been part of that whole tier of royalty at the top of society, and then you were cast down. So they took the lands, they took the all the stuff that he owned or whatever, it was just stripped away. And then what were you going to do? What was your family going to do? How is it going to survive? How are you going to eat? Where were you going to live? It was really like incredibly devastating down to the core of your being for your family, because you all fell so far as a result of your father, what seems to be overreaching, you know? So let me see if I can pinpoint this. It feels like France. I don't know if you have any draw to France, but that's what I'm getting. It's France and it's very feudal, you know, because it's in the dark ages and the middle ages. It's before the Renaissance and any awakening. And there were a lot of warring factions and everybody was always vying politically and everybody was always taking over. And then there were always other tribes coming in or peoples from other countries and, and trying to take over. And it was just a really hard and difficult time. So that I feel like that is at the core of your constantly, constantly pushing, 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 pushing yourself on so many levels, not just in the relationship area. So let me just see if I can now focus in on the relationship stuff. So this feels like it's just stuck with you for 
obviously hundreds of years. It's still in your soul needing to be clear that you're from this stock that is, that has, you're, you're wounded because you're from that stock that is tainted. And so you always have to try harder. And so if, so this will be a good thing for us to try to clear because it's, it's leftover. It has nothing to do with today. So do you have any thoughts about anything I've said so far? Yeah. Like if there's a a magic rinse for this, that would be amazing. So, (laughs) because when you, I almost, you, you weren't looking, but I, my jaw went on the floor when you said not good enough. That's been a tagline for a very long time, feeling like I don't feel good enough. I'm always trying to prove myself, mostly in that relationships. When you said I push, push, push hard and you're right. And what you've even also known of me, I I do push professionally. I think I try to make up a lot for my romantic relationships and my professional life because I can achieve it and I am in charge and I can design it the way it works for me where, you know, romantic relationships, you, you know, it's two of you making that work. I'm not so sure about my lineage um, to France. And this sounds like it's probably more my mother's side of the family. Well, it might not be ancestral. Oh, okay. Not necessarily directly ancestral. It's from your soul's ancestry. Right. We're past lifing, aren't we? Yes. Yes. Okay. Very interesting. But I'll tell you, you, you know, before we started talking, you also talked about wine country. And it was just so weird because I, I wasn't even thinking about it as I was channeling the information for you, but I, I heard France right away because you said, oh, I feel so comfortable in wine country. And I know you're from the West Coast. So you were probably thinking, you know, U.S. West Coast, but I heard no. And I saw vineyards in France. So that's really, that's kind of interesting additional piece there. That's interesting. And I'm sure this has nothing to do with past life, but I have, you know, I kind of look up the name, the meanings of names uh-huh. and Lori means laurel wreath, regal. Oh, look at that. <laughs> so when you were talking about the regal element, that was kind of popping into my head that the name, you know, my name has that semblance. So that aspect to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Very cool. All right. So let's see what, what else is tied to this before we do the clearing? Cause yeah, we might so as well get it. Yeah, we might as much out as we can, right? So let's see. Yeah, I just see this as a recurring theme and from life to life to life where you have struggled with thinking about your ancestry or whatever. So I'm not getting anything more in details though. Let's just see. Yeah, I'm not getting any more clarity on that. So let's just, we can look for some other questions and stuff, but let's address this first and, and see where, what happens next. So what I like to do is think of the, I tune into the Akashic records and the Akashic records are, it's like the storehouse or the supercomputer of everything that's ever happened to everybody. And some people say you have a book or a scroll or whatever in the library, but obviously the library has to be pretty massive kind of the idea of it has to be for all the people who have been on earth. So with all of their past lives. So I envision that in addition to being a library, there's a, a healing annex, we'll call it, that's attached to this 
vast source of knowledge. So what I'm going to ask you to do is close your eyes and just imagine that you are approaching this ancient, ancient building filled to the rafters with books and scrolls and records of everybody. And as you approach the door, you can walk in and you know, sometimes I see a few steps leading down. And as you get into the, onto the main floor there, there's not that many steps, but you, as you get to the main floor there, you're going to be greeted by your guide. And it might look like light or sparkles or a person that you can't really see, or you might really see somebody, or you might just have a sense of somebody. So whatever happens is perfect, just the way it is. There's no right way. So not to worry. And your guide is going to take you to the healing annex. So even if you don't see anybody, just follow your own feet and walk a few steps and you're going to find a door and then you're going to, it'll be very easy to find. And then you just walk into what looks like a really old cathedral that's just stone. And it has that perfect architectural design that makes it wonderful for sound or whatever. And there's nothing inside, but like a bench, there's no one in it. It's just a huge empty room or building that's attached to the Akashic record library there. And so that's, that bench is for you. So you can go in and sit yourself down on that bench and know that the room is about to fill with all of the healing angels. And so that will include Archangel Michael and Archangel Raphael, who Archangel Michael is, is serious and really gets the healing done. Archangel Raphael also does healing and gets done, but he also has a sense of humor. Sometimes it's nice for lightening up. And then whoever, you know, whatever other healing angels you need, they all come to the call now. So you just sit yourself down, close your eyes. Breathe deeply and feel at peace knowing that everything is, you're in good hands and the angels will care for you and the angels will help you clear this. So you might also have a lot of ancestors that come in, whole and healed ancestors that are here to help you let this go because this is left over and it wasn't your curse anyway. It wasn't your doing. It was your father's doing. And you have felt the effects and held on to these effects for life after life after life for hundreds of years, and it no longer serves you. You don't have to work off this karma because you're just stuck in a pattern. And you know, and you wouldn't have had this experience right now in the here and now if you weren't ready to let go. So, this is all really a good sign. You are ready to let go and release and be freed of this leftover stuff that's all through your, it's in your body, it's in your um, energy field, it's in your consciousness, but you're done with it. You're done. It's time for you to be free. So the angels are going to start working their magic. And as you sit on the bench, you might see lights, you might feel energy, you might feel tingling, and just know that they are pulling it all out of you. Sometimes it's like there's a vacuum inside the temple and the vacuum knows exactly where all this leftover stuff all the last vestiges of all of this feeling of not being good enough and having to try extra hard and harder than anybody else 
because you have to make up for what your father did. All of that stuff that's been weighing you down and holding you back gets lifted from your being, from your soul, from your energy field, from your atomic structure, from your molecules, your cells in your body, from your consciousness. It's all lifting out on so many levels, on every level possible. So just let it come out of you and let me know when you feel done. You feel done? Because there's more. Yeah, there's, there's a lot there. Okay. More, more. <laughs> well, uh, there's more that I can help you with once you say you feel done. I feel done with, with that portion. Okay, so here it comes. So close your eyes again. And now the most amazing, beautiful golden light fills the room, fills that anti-cathedral. It's brought in from the cosmos. It is the highest level vibration of energy available at this time. And it just comes pouring into the room, pouring into your energy field, pouring into your body, your molecules, your cells, pouring into your consciousness, filling any spaces that were opened up as you let go of what no longer served you. And you let all of that stuff go, those limiting thoughts and all of that not good enough stuff is gone. And now in its place is this gorgeous, sparkling golden light that is peaceful and fulfilling and harmonious and energizing and filled with possibilities, new possibilities that you can reach out and touch for the first time because you're no longer limited and you're free from all of that thinking and energy that you let go of. And so now you're just filled with this golden light to the point that you shine and sparkle yourself. And you can move now into living from this higher place that's filled with new possibilities. So take your time because there's no rush, but you have many more options now that are available to you. And then when you're ready, you can open your eyes and we'll thank the We'll thank all the angels. We'll thank all the keepers of the records. We'll thank your guide. We'll thank your higher self for bringing you to this opportunity today. Oh boy. Very good. I feel like a golden statue. Oh, what a nice <laughs> thought. <laughs> That's wonderful. So do you feel lighter or freer? Do you like, what's feel? How's it feel? I feel emotional. <laughs> emotional. Yeah. Well, I feel a little emotional. My body's getting the chills a little bit right now. That's a good sign. And, and I definitely got to like focus and visualize myself as a beacon and something to be attracted to, you know, I'm Wonderful. not saying, you know, like physically in that way, but like people now to be drawn to. Yeah. Yes. Energetically. Yes. Fabulous. That's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So I know that we're, um, there were a couple other smaller things that you wanted to look into and we do have the time so like I can fly I'll I'll tell you when you told me to like walk into this place I lifted I was off my feet I was flying with my angel yay I was flying with my angel that's beautiful (laughs) 
Good for you. Nice. Well, being light helps you let go of things, right? Okay, good. Yeah, for sure. Because you weren't weighed down. You were already lifted. That's pretty remarkable. So what a wonderful vision. Good for you. (laughs) So did you want to work on another thing? You had mentioned something about water. Yeah, I would like to release some anxiety of water. You know, when we talk about past lives and because I, you know, I, I do believe that we, we carry feelings and, and maybe, you know, different types of emotions over. And I definitely have an anxiety when it comes to water. And I'm sure a lot of people do when they watch movies and there's a sinking ship, it's like swim, swim, swim. <laughs> but, um, you know, even becoming a parent, that was like my big scare. That was my big thing. I hovered over the bath. I mean, my, my kids had swim lessons and they were too old to have swim lessons. <laughs> Even as old as they are now, you know, I still, when they go to a friend's house and swim, not so much my 14 year old, but still my 11 year old, I'm like, somebody's going to watch them. Right. And, you know, I look back at my adolescence, I wasn't being monitored at 11 at the pool. <laughs> so it, it's not that I'm just a helicopter parent, I have anxiety when it comes to the water and always looking, always looking. And I'm a good swimmer and I enjoy water activities and cruises and everything else. But I, I I do have some, a little bit of panic, especially underwater scenes. So (laughs) I'd like to release some of it, especially for the sake of my children. So they feel like, you know, they can have some freedoms. (laughs) All right. Well, I don't panic myself to death ever. You know, it's not necessary. We, we have responsibilities. We grow up, but I feel like my anxiety hasn't grown with the stages of my life. I see. All right. Very good. So let's see what uh, comes up about the water for you. So you were again, the daughter of a dignitary coming from Europe, you know, Maybe uh, it was, it seems very early, like 1600s. And you were like the daughter of a governor kind of thing where they were exploring all the islands in the Caribbean. They were coming from Europe. And so they were starting to colonize. It might be a little off in the timing, but they were starting to colonize. And so you were, you know, among some of the first people that came over because you came over with your father and First of all, there were pirates. So that was one of the first issues. And I thought, oh, okay. So they, so the pirates overtook the ship that you were on. And I'm sure it was filled with all kinds of supplies and gold and stuff like that. And so the pirates came over and they used cannonballs and they took your ship down. And so you were saved but your father drowned and a lot of people drowned and you were in the water before, you know, even though you were saved. So that was incredibly traumatic. And uh, for so many reasons, because you were in the water, you were overtaken by pirates, your father died. It was like a lot of stuff happened in that short amount of time. And that really has left you with a, a fear of the water. And I think you had other, other lives about water. So let me just see. I think there's at least three. You were a Viking and the Vikings 
were all over their place in those little boats. Doesn't it blow you away when you see these Viking shows now and now all this stuff is coming to light about the incredible sailing they did and they went everywhere. They were at sea all the time. And I think you went down on a Viking ship as well. You were going off to explore and whatever and it went down in some big storm. So that's number two. Let's just see if there's another one. Something in the Mediterranean off the coast of Italy. Uh, oh my gosh, a Roman ship. A Roman ship. So that's really old. Hmm. I, I think it feels like at the time of Caesar. I'm trying to see if you were in the army or what, like I'm not getting clear on what the situation was. So I need a minute. Yeah, it feels like there was some battle where you were on a Roman ship in the Mediterranean and the ship went down. So it's not like the Atlantic, but it's still a pretty big body of water. So, so that was, so you had at least three times when you went into the water. And so, you know, that will leave you with some leftover feelings about the water for sure. So let me just see if there's something we can do about this or what you need to learn about the water. What I'm hearing is you just need to respect the water. You don't need to fear the water. It's just respect. And so when you find yourself getting into that place of panic or anxiety about it, you can actually tell yourself, I just have to respect the water. And that makes me think you had a life where you didn't respect the water. So let me just see if there's another, op another thing in there about not respecting the water. So this is unusual, but I feel like you were a sorcerer and you were creating a storm, creating a really big storm to, you, you were working to, let me see. So you were working to protect your village or whatever. And I'm trying to see what you were protecting it from, but you created a storm. You were working with other people who are magically inclined and you were creating this storm to keep people away, to keep people at bay or to drown their ships or something like that. And so this is another one of those leftover things where because you did that, you used the, you used the water, you used the you know, a bigger body of water because you were living at the edge of the sea, we'll call it. You, you knew how to do that. So I'm not sure what was really wrong with that, but I, it feels to me like a guilt thing where you were like, oh, well, you know, looking back on it, you were wondering if you really should have done that or whatever, or you feel like you overstepped your bounds using the elements somehow, and you felt maybe it was inappropriate or whatever. It just feels like leftover guilt in a way. And that's why the solution of, of the concerns about drowning was about respecting the water, which is weird because in those lives, you didn't have any disrespect for the water, but you had used it in some kind of ancient situation where you were calling up the water. So you have, I don't know, leftover guilt about that. So let's see what to do about that. <laughs> so in your next shower, Next time you take a shower, just respect the water. 
And as it's cleaning you and cleansing you, clean your energy, clear your energy, and clear anything left over, like have the conscious intention while the water is coming down on you to clear this from your soul, clear this from your being, from your energy field, from any places it's stuck in your body and just say, I respect the water. I have the highest respect for the water and I let go of any feelings of wrongdoing or fear or anxiety about the water because water is one of the elements and I'm fine with the elements and I respect the water. That's, that's what I heard. That's easy enough. That's easy enough. I, I like that showing respect, you know, what, what I like about this and that, and I say a lot, even, you know, in business relationships, reframing it, right? Yeah. So reframe your anxiety to respect. I like that. So next time, yeah, show some kind of gratitude even. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I think that you'll find the anxiety won't be there in the same way. I'm not saying it'll all be gone, but it'll probably dissipate with time because once you respect the water, I think you'll have peace with the water. Do you know what I mean? No, you won't, I think that's interesting. You won't, yeah, you won't be at odds. That's all I have for you today. Thank you for listening to the Past Life Travelogue on 360 Talk Radio for Women. This is Ronnie Ann Ryan, your tour guide through time, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you feel past life patterns apply to your life, Schedule a past life reading or try magical life coaching for deeper guidance with your life challenges. Insights are invaluable. You can learn more and schedule a free 15-minute consultation at nevertoolate.biz. Next up, stay tuned for my show, Breathe, Love, and Magic, which includes a magical mix of mystical methods, including everything that works to live your best life on a spiritual path and maybe find love. You'll hear interviews on intuition, tarot, mediums, shamans, synchronicity, healing, nature spirits, plant communication, and so much more. So stay tuned.